Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Inspired Action Life Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Baldridge. And on this podcast, so far, we've been discussing my journey into finding my happiness, connecting with my happiness, living with more intentionality, and some of the changes that have come because of this introspection and this way of life, and just really trying to on purpose upgrade all areas of my life that I intuitively knew were lacking, but just couldn't quite um, put together my path forward. So now I've got the information that I had been seeking, and I'm a little over a year into it. So I thought I would share some of the updates and some of the um, insights I guess I could share with some of you who are traveling this same journey and making some big changes. And for me, big changes means career changes and starting a new business and um, just overall changing um my lifestyle habits, and all of this. So I've had some pretty key insights that I just wanted to share with you so I could encourage the rest of you who are on the same journey. As you move forward, there are some pitfalls, and just want to see if I could help shine a little light on that and give you some encouragement moving forward. So, so basically, I'm going to title this episode, My Top 5 Takeaways from Finding my purpose, finding my new life, finding my new career, and finding my new happiness. So hopefully some of this will resonate for many of you. In fact, I'm pretty sure it will because my story is not uncommon. It's actually quite common because there comes a time in our life when we're transitioning in between parts of our lives when one door has closed or one part of our life has closed, whether it's you closing out singlehood and becoming married or you becoming married and transitioning into becoming parents or you going from being parents to being empty nesters or from being married to you know a marriage that's broken up and now you find yourself um, doing life by yourself and you just really need to know where to start. But in my particular situation, it was more like knowing that my time as a parent was going to be coming to a close and examining the fact that I jumped in and out of the corporate world, not really loving my time as a corporate world um, in, in doing any of the jobs that I did. I liked my actual work that I did, but it didn't bring meaning to me. So it didn't inspire me. It was just me trading my time for money. And I know that that's necessary, obviously, because we have to make money in order to exist or live in this world. So I'm not saying that is not necessary or even a bad thing, of course, not at all. It's just that I really felt like, do I really want to close out the rest of my life just working for the sake of working, but not really making a difference or impacting or not connecting with what I was doing? So I I really wanted to feel like I brought some value to the world and that I felt 
more importantly, valuable or validated. Now, because when you jump in and out of corporate world, the only time you have any measuring stick against you or any metrics that you can measure up to is definitely in the corporate world because there's production metrics and things like that and goals that have to be met. But as a parent or as a mom, you know that there's not always any visible metrics that we can measure ourselves by. And we don't always get the pat on the back to let us know, hey, you're doing a good job. (laughs) So that becomes part of what the problem ends up being in your life where you feel a little invalidated, invisible, and even kind of empty. So that is when my quest started. It actually started almost like three years ago to the day because today actually happens to be my birthday. And so I thought I would do this as a little um, commemorative to the fact that my journey started about three years ago today. Um, So I thought this was a good time to do this and kind of check back in and see if I can provide you some wisdom from my journey so far and do with it what you can or what you will and see if any of you can relate to this and share some of your stories with me. Because I'm still a work in progress and there's still a lot of work to do, but I've actually made a lot of progress too. So it's really exciting and it all starts with what's going on in your mind. But you all know a lot of that, but I'm going to list out my top five takeaways that I wanted to share and see if we can use these to kind of structure your path forward. My number one, number one, Takeaway is failure just means that success is a little further down the road. So, what do I mean by that? Well, you obviously know that when you fail, and there is a lot of failure in this path and any path of life, you never are going to have a 100% success rate at anything you try, especially when you're trying brand new things that you aren't technically even equipped for, but you have to fumble your way through a process and get a long, um, well, I should say a steep learning curve on how to do brand new things that you have no idea or would have never even dreamed of attempting. But here you are trying new things such as things in the technology world, um, trying to figure out how to do a podcast when you feel like called to it, like which is what I was doing. I put it off for the first year, but something in me said, do this podcast. And I'm like, what in the heck? How am I supposed to do that? I barely even know how to fix any error messages when I get them in my windows. How am I going to figure out how to do this podcast? or to set up a blog, or God forbid, build a website of some level. Now, they make it a lot easier these days to build websites because, you know, with places like GoDaddy and things like that, they have all the templates and you just plug and play. But I didn't know that moving into this, so this was all very intimidating. And let's just say that a lot of the things that I've started out doing just have fizzled out really quickly. Because when you're starting this, you learn to kind of go by instinct because the whole reason you're making changes in the first place is because you feel like you want to 
upgrade some part of your life and you and part of that upgrade is feeling excited feeling inspired not just letting life unfold every day when your feet hit the ground and just reacting to life but instead having a to-do list and just going for it every day like I want to do this I want to do that I can't wait to see what happens today blah 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 and it's that super excitement when you all of a sudden feel like things are possible all right so then you start dreaming all big and thinking that anything is possible and then boom you try something out and it's like crickets 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 you know nothing and nobody seems to notice that you've either made this change or that you've gone forward and and really um put yourself out there or put part of your work out there just to see if anything happens and sometimes it's nothing nothing just nothing happens it's it's quiet so that is the biggest oh like punch in the gut if you let it be right because in our natural state we would take failure as a smack across the face and we yip, 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 go back into our corner or at least that was my old self i would just be like running away like oh no no mm-mm, can't do failure nope 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 because it would be too hard on my ego or it would just crush me and then it would just i would just collapse like a house of cards because i i didn't want to feel that failure or how embarrassing and what is everyone thinking and oh my gosh you are such a fool you know why do you think you can even do this in the first place, that type of thing. But I'm here to tell you that you have to completely change your mindset on failure because how are you ever going to know just the right thing to put out there if you don't get some feedback from the world as this isn't exciting, so this is maybe you need to try another route or you need to try another technique or another approach because when you fail, you, there is something to learn in a way to sharpen your tools a little bit more. So never ever um, despise a, a failure or you know an attempt at putting something out there because that is actually a gift for you failure is a gift and there is a purpose for it and so this is to help you really refine what it is you're trying to do so i just wanted to tell you that please never fear the dreaded f word failure because there is always something to glean from it and god knows i've been through it a lot already here recently so um yeah Keep with it, people. You've got this. I mean, there's still something to learn from it, and you're going to get bigger and better because of it. Now, here's the other thing. Oh, Lord, this is a lifelong struggle for me. And this I could do a podcast on its own. In fact, I probably will. Don't be a people pleaser. Or in my case, stop being a people pleaser. Oh, Lord. I'm going to tell you what, here's how you will know if you are a people pleaser. If a day goes by and you have met everyone's needs and you have a to-do list a mile long and none of them have anything to do with you, you might be a people pleaser. When you are constantly doing things for everyone else and you never, ever, ever put yourself on the list of things to do that move you along. So having some intentionality for you every single day has to involve some kind of list for just yourself, such as if you want to work, when you neglect working out or when you neglect 
making foods that maybe you like because you are cooking for everyone else and they don't like what you like. So in order to take the path of least resistance, you cook meals that make everybody else in your family happy, but not you. And oh, so-and-so has to be taken to this practice. And then you've got to go to this doctor's appointment. And then you got to run these sheets over to the school and all this. But then all of a sudden that eats up your entire morning and you don't get to go to like a yoga class or you haven't taken time to just sit down and do your prayers or meditation or anything to intentionally put yourself front and center. You might be a people pleaser. If you are always feeling like people dominate you with their ideas, well, no, we're not going to do that. We should do this. Or your idea is, yeah, that's okay, but I think that we're going to do this. And then you just go along with it and comply and you don't ever challenge it and go, well, no, I really am sticking to my guns here with this. I think that we need to go this route or I want to do this. You might be a people pleaser. Uh, yes, I have about 16 checkmark lists long that will let you know if you're a people pleaser. I pretty much hit almost every one of them. So I have to fight this every day to not be a people pleaser because you are never going to move forward when you are constantly doing everyone else's to-do list, but not your own ever. You are the last person to show up in your to-do list. How will your business ever move forward? How will you get any closer to your dreams or that, that feeling of feeling fulfilled or that you matter or validation if you are never working for yourself, but always working for everybody else, even in the mundane, mundane things of life. You're a people pleaser and you will never, ever have that full feeling of validation and completion and um, self-appreciation. And then you'll want everyone else to appreciate you when in fact, you don't even respect yourself enough to stand by your own decisions or stand by your own feelings. People will push you around, not on purpose, but they will because they can. Do you see? They will because they can. They're not trying to be mean to you. Most of them. It's just, you're easy. You're too easy. So you'll flow wherever the wind blows. So that has to stop. If you are trying to make intentional inroads and intentional progress in your life, that has to come to a stop now. And you have to put borders around what you want to do and what your time allocations are for the day. You decide. No one else decides that for you. So that's observation number two. Number three is success leaves clues and patterns. Now, let me tell you, you know that if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you will know that I do a Success Leaves Clues series with other people who have bucked the odds, defied what is possible for them, and have just done extraordinary things, even in the face of fear and in the face of probable failure, they've still done it anyway. Because something inside them told them, this was the right move, or this is something that I want to do, and you have to do it. It's now or never, do or die type of thing. So I interview these people, and it's partly to inspire me along my journey and to inspire you, but to show maybe there's some little nugget of wisdom or truth that they can share to help us, all of us, who are still in the process of trying to pursue this part of our life that we haven't connected with. And it could be just something as simple as just being happy and fulfilled and validated and feeling respected. 
It could be just a feeling or it could be an actual goal. I'm kind of, I was kind of lumping all of them in. Honestly, it was more like a validation, um, success. I wanted to feel personally successful, like something tangible. I feel like I have been a success as a mom and I've loved every bit of it, but something also tangible, like from natural gifts that I have been given that I've wanted to use and I have felt have been underutilized or just to feel happy and adventurous, um, pursuing an adventure, you know, so sometimes you always have to do things that make you scared. (laughs) So that's kind of part of the process, but success leaves clues is what were the clues that they had that they were giving themselves permission to really just kind of buck the system and say, I'm doing this, come what may. I don't care what happens, I'm doing this. What was the final straw for them? How did they know they would be good at this? Where, I mean, if they looked back, did they know, hey, I was always really good at, you know, writing back in, you know, high school, but then I just sort of forgot about it in college because, you know, we had to write so much that it became more of a chore and not an enjoyment, that type of thing. People don't understand what their natural giftings are or what they're good at or what their passions are because they don't live with intentionality. So you have no idea what you're good at. You have no idea what you love to do. You really don't know because you have not put that intentionality on your life. You're just, you're just like sleepwalking through life. You're just walking while you're asleep. And really, you're just letting life happen. And the days burn away and the years burn away. And really, the dial hasn't changed for you. You could still look at your life and you're doing the same thing five years from now that you were five years ago. Is that really something you can live with? Personally, I couldn't. So get intentional about what you're good at, what you want, what feels good, what you like, because life is meant to be lived. And yes, you help people along the way, of course, but that's part of it. You do it from a place of being joyful and excited, not from a place of I'm a martyr, I'm going to help you, and then no one's going to help me and expect you know, something in return, because then it takes away all of the joy from it and all of the authenticity of your, your help. You know, so I want to feel authentic. I want to feel full. I give from a place of fullness, not from a place of depletion and going, I guess I'll have to do this and I guess I'll have to do that. And of course, no one will do that for me. And, you know, all the victimhood things that we all do, right? So I say that really look back with some intentionality and curate your life and your path going forward because happiness is available to all of us. The next one is Feed your faith and starve your doubt. Yes, that's right. You have to believe bigger, better, and more bombastic than anyone else around you because I'm going to tell you right now, there are going to be all kinds of naysayers that are going to tell you why your idea won't work, why it's not well-planned enough, why your business plan is non-existent. And so therefore that means that everything is going to be a failure and you're not going to be recognized or good at this because they'll find all the reason to poke holes into what you know in your heart you're supposed to be pursuing. You know that you know that you know. And it's hard to explain why you just have that knowing to anybody else who is thinking they're trying to help you by giving you critical you know, um, feedback or whatever. And not that there's not a time and a place for that because some of it has really come in spades for me. Um, 
like from people who have spoken into what I'm doing. And I really appreciate the feedback because I'm not great at all the different parts of, especially like in the business stuff. I have, whoa, I've got a lot of lack there. I have got a lot of weak parts in like the business part of my business, you know, because I'm more of the product. I'm more of the the coaching, the motivation, the understanding, the insight, the wisdom, the, um, you know, kind of understanding the human emotional component of what holds us back. And I've invested a lot of time and natural abilities towards the product, but the business end with the marketing and the advertising and the public relations, if there needs to be, of course, we haven't really even gotten to that and the course creation and content. That's a little bit harder. The content's good, but how do I launch it? Those types of things. So that's really a little bit harder of a sell for me. So I always have to believe that something will work out. Because that's part of changing the life and changing the way you think, is you have to believe that things will work out. And even when no one else believes it, because they don't see, you know, all of these markers that they think they should see. So therefore, in their eyes, well, you're failing. But you don't feel like you're failing at all. You feel like, I have taken a million steps forward and you're just not seeing them. So again, you have to stand up for yourself and for your own goals and for your own beliefs of what you think is possible because they are going to be lined up to tell you why your product isn't going to work or your business is just going to die in the water. And you just kind of have to have that, that ability to, to rise above it and to know what is true and what isn't true and take the good advice and leave the bad and know that there is always a plan for you, especially if it's in your heart, there is a reason it was put in your heart. Okay. So really get quiet and real with yourself as to what the plan going forward is. And sometimes you just can't explain it to everybody and that's okay. You don't have to. And then the other one is think big in small spaces. And that's the last one. And what I mean by that is that, you know, all good things that were built into big things all started out small. Okay, but you can't always be satisfied with the small markers or with these small wins. You can be encouraged by the small wins and the small details, but they are simply a vehicle to get you to the larger things, the larger goal, the larger agenda, the bigger um, ultimate dream. That is what is the whole purpose of these small little daily victories because every day has to have a daily victory. In my book, that is something that I put out there for anybody who wants to take this, but every day you have to have a win, okay? Those wins are going to generally be small because you are intentionally moving the ball forward in some area of your life. So whether it's my business and content creation or whether it's my personhood where I'm trying to change from being more um, laid back into more intentional achiever, a higher achiever, because I know I want higher achievement outcomes, but I'm not always one of those driver people. So that is a small thing that I have to work on every single day. I have to be more intentional. So when I see something that needs to be done, whereas before I might go, oh, I'll get to that. Now I intentionally go, no, for myself, 
I have to change the mundane things. The everyday changes are what amount to the big, big, you know, production in your life. And it's, it's the big things that finally change even in your DNA when you start to change in small ways. So <clears throat> thinking big and small spaces, you really need to have your eye on the ultimate prize, but don't forget to check the box every single day in that area. So that's just one thing like becoming for me coming becoming more of a achiever type and a doer as opposed to a passive action doing little things here and there but not really challenging myself because it's not really going to make real change if I don't do something that is out of the norm for me. Okay? It has to be something that's not normal. Like I said, that was just like a perfect example, like something small that needs to be done. If I want to be an achiever, I have to be one of those persons that says, oh, look, there's that cup there sitting on the sink. I just need to go ahead and get that washed and taken care of and put away. So now everything looks tidy and I feel energetic because I've cleared all the, the little to-dos out of my space. And now I can think my kitchen is clear. My, my rooms are clean. I can think because I intentionally didn't wait to do them. I did them now because that's one of my issues. So some of you guys are maybe already high performers, <clears throat> excuse me, and doers by nature. But I was given more of a laid back and a connected personality, which is why coaching is a real natural fit for me because I have lots of empathy and emotional intelligence, but I'm not always the boom, 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 driver, 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 do this, because there's always emotion behind everything that I do. But I need to be more of a driver. I'll never be a full-fledged driver, but I really have to cultivate that. And it's a really important skill if I really want to move the ball forward, because my stuff isn't going to come to me. I've got to drive myself to it, right? So this is just all part of the process. So those are like my top five things, my takeaways, that if there's anybody out there who has a similar personality to me, or even if you don't have a similar personality, these are things that you can expect to encounter on your journey of making big changes in your life. But it is so exciting. It feels like every day is a possibility for something kind of, I don't know, magical, you could say. Honestly, it almost feels like another matrix of living, like a whole paradigm shift. Like there is possibilities and magic possibilities in every possible day. I mean, it never, is there a day that just goes by that's very mundane? Although there are some days, especially during this quarantine, it's been really um, more of a challenge to stay focused on what the main goal is and keeping the main thing the main thing because you're thrown off your routine, right? So, so like all of a sudden you have kids in school and now all of the kids are here with you. <laughs> so you're trying to record podcasts and then you're constantly making food when, you know, the rest of the time you wouldn't have been having to making food, clean up the dishes, clear the area, and then get to work because now everyone's here. So you feel compelled to, to cater to them and put them as a priority, which they should be, but you should not forget about yourself. So it's been harder to cultivate that, that focus, that hard focus, which is required for change, but it's possible. It's harder, but it's possible, and it's all very exciting. So if you can do that, and if I can do that, you can do that, <laughs> and there can be success on any of those levels that you want to make change in. Business is a harder one, but I'm still poking away at it. You know, I am still moving towards it because I believe 
in the, the end goal. I believe it's, I'm supposed to be doing it. I'm expanding in a lot of different directions. I think I have a lot of um, insight to bring to this situation since I've had all kinds of different life experiences that have helped kind of focus my, um, my understanding of the process of changes, making big changes and transitions because I've gone through quite a few transitions. So I would love to be able to help others transition their life as well and understand that there is still more. It's never over until it's over. Never. Bucket lists are still in place and you should always have a bucket list. And that will be another podcast talking about the bucket list and why you should have it and why it is such a healthy focus for your life to keep you on track because the world wants to take you off track. Trust me. So, Thanks to all of you who are listening. And um, again, you can find me on iTunes. So please subscribe or give me a comment or anything like that to kind of help move that account along. I would totally appreciate it. And follow along and I'll tell you some more of the story of some of the things that I have encountered and some of the things that you could probably expect to encounter. And just press on, press forward, because if it's in your heart, it's there for a reason. All right, have a fantastic week, everyone, and I'll be talking to you soon.